1: Welcome to Veterans Air, the Veterans Hour. I am your host, Douglas B. You can listen to Veterans Air the first Tuesday of every month live here on the Conroe FM 106.1 and 104.5. You can also get past shows by following veteransair.us on our Facebook or wherever you get your fine podcast. As always, a little housekeeping before we start today. You can contact Veterans Air through the website, www.veteransair.us. Leave us a message, or better yet, you can text us in studio on our Google phone, 936-344-3083. Before we get into today, I have to read this for you. The views and opinions expressed during this program are mine and mine alone and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of this station. IRLoneStar.com, Lone Star Community Radio, its subsidiaries or sponsors. Additionally, a warning to our listeners. If you do not understand sarcasm or recognize sarcasm in the spoken form, then you probably don't want to be listening to the show today. We're going to get right into it and we're just going to go balls to the walls on this because I can't believe that we have to have this conversation again. Again, we have to have this conversation of all the things that are happening in America of all the strife and problems and economic downturns that we're dealing with in America of all the crapola coming out of Washington, D.C., We have to have this conversation again. Hey, my pants are playing music here. Telling me in time to take my antipsychotics. Nice cold drink. With the recent shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas, it's only rational, common sense that we need to get those of you that own firearms and ammunition off the streets as soon as possible. You gun owners are just a bunch of crazed, homicidal, right-wing, murdering bastards. Did I miss anything? Your constitutional Second Amendment right is not protected, and we, your elected or appointed leaders, can limit that right when we want to. Remember, President Biden said, and confirmed that your constitutional rights are not permanent. Your constitutional rights are granted by your leaders and can be taken away as they deem appropriate. Your leaders, your betters. The people that you've elected or have been appointed to a public office to lead you. I have a hard time with that word because these people couldn't lead their way out of a paper bag with both ends open. Today we're going to talk about two pieces of gun legislation, H.R. 127 and H.R. 7910. We're also going to talk about a possible if not probable outcome of this American experience this experiment form of government that we enjoy. The links to the resources that I've cited in this program are of course below, go and read it for yourself. You won't get an argument from me that some people should not have access to firearms and ammunition. While I might not think they should have firearms or ammunition, that pesky Second Amendment is standing in the way of taking those rights away. You see, back when the brain trust that were our founding fathers created the constitution at that time, they could not imagine that the government, the society would be dealing with widespread mass mental illnesses or a military industrial complex. They knew, however, that a time would come again that good men by force of arms must stand against bad men and protect the citizens and this form of government. That was the back the understanding, that was the the background, the thinking behind the Second Amendment. It had nothing to do with hunting, it had nothing to do with sports shooting, it had nothing to do with home defense. It was your rights to bear arms because you may have to stand against your government at one point in time. The Second Amendment reads, and I quote, a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right. Of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Exactly what part of shall not be infringed don't you people in Washington understand? What part of no don't you understand? I got a great graphic. I got a great graphic. Dick, if you can, and I can find this graphic, insert it here. This graphic says, what part of no don't you understand? You can't mess with the second amendment. That's it. Let's flash forward to today. In the aftermath of so many terrorist bombings, mass shootings, riots, protest against judges and their families, etc., and ask this question. How do you stop a bad guy with a gun? The answer is self-evident. A good guy with a gun. And we've seen this happen time and time again. Our government right now says that we're either too stupid, too immature, too young, or too mentally ill to own firearms and ammunition. Every laddie daddy one of you you're too stupid, too young, or too mentally ill to own a firearm and ammunition. Let's look at the first bill, H.R. 127. It's known as the Sabika Sheik Firearm Licensing and Registration Act, introduced by Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee on January 4th, And if you remember, Sabika Sheik was a 17-year-old Pakistani exchange student killed in the 2018 Santa Fe, Texas, school shooting. Congresswoman Lee, being Congresswoman Lee, would never let a good tragedy go to waste if it can further her political career. So she wrote this bill. And this bill says, and it's important that we go through this, H.R. 127 is to provide the licensing of firearms and ammunition possession and the registration of firearms to prohibit the possession and to prohibit the possession of certain ammunition. The bill establishes a process for licensing and registration of firearms. It also prohibits the possession of certain ammunition and large capacity ammunition feeding devices. The first thing that this bill says is that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives must establish a licensing system for the possession of firearms or ammunition and two, a a registration system for firearms. If you purchase a firearm at a gun shop at a gun dealer, and you have a background check done, you always do. You may think that, because you've been told this before, that there is no gun registration database, that they take that information that includes who you are, where you live, what you're doing, all that other good stuff, and the make, model, and serial number of the weapon. You may think that they actually throw that away, like they say that they do, and there is no gun registration system. What's the weather like on your world if you actually believe that? In addition to creating these licensing and registration of firearms and the inhibits the possession of certain ammunitions and the registration for that, In addition, the DOJ must establish and maintain a publicly available database of all registered firearms. So if you have firearms in your house, Larry, the guy next door, you can go to the Internet and find out all the weapons that you have, make my own serial number, and the ammo that you have for it. This bill creates licensing requirements for the possession of a firearm and ammunition. DOJ shall issue such a license if the individual is 21 years of age or older, undergoes a criminal background check and psychological evaluation, completes a certified training course, and has an insurance policy. It also outlines outlines the circumstances under which DOJ must deny a license. For example, The individual was once hospitalized with a mental illness. I wanna let that sink in. Right now, you go to a firearms dealer, you purchase a weapon, you pass the background check, he gives you the weapon. Under this bill, you now have to do a whole bunch of things before you can even get that weapon. And somebody has to give you a psychological exam to see if you're stable enough to have this weapon. And the first thing they have to check is make sure you're 21. (coughs) Because if you're not 21, you're not mature enough to have a weapon. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Doug, we have members of our military that are under 21 that use weapons every day. We have policemen, we have firemen, we have first responders, we have FBI agents, we have ATF agents. Um, All of these individuals that are serving their country and carry firearms at work, they're not allowed to have those firearms or any type of firearm when they're not working because they're not 21 yet i don't know who chose 21 nobody knows who chose when why 21 was chose as to be mentally stable enough because we have 18 year olds in war zones and they're mentally stable enough to do that but they're not mentally stable enough to have a weapon at home This bill also establishes additional requirements for an antique firearm display, a license for a military style weapons. So your scary looking weapons that you have, you need a special license for that. You need a special license for that because they're scary looking. This bill generally prohibits and penalizes the possession of a firearm and ammunition unless the individual complies with the licensing and registration requirements. Further, it prohibits the transfer of a firearm or ammunition to an unlicensed person. You're thinking, well, Doug, suppose I buy a firearm for my wife for protection. Nope. Can't do that. Well, suppose I buy it and give it to her. Nope, can't do that either. Right now, you can't do that because that's a straw purchase. That's purchasing a firearm for someone else, and that someone else did not go through a background investigation. That's illegal. You can't do that. You can't purchase a weapon for someone else. You can purchase that weapon, and that weapon is forever registered to you, and you can give that as a gift to your wife now, as long as she passes a background investigation. Now this bill 127 is sort of died in committee as they say, but it has had a new birth. The new birth is as HR bill 7910, Protecting Our Kids Act. This bill was introduced by Congressman Nader on May thirty first 2022, and passed the House on June eighth, 2022. This bill makes various changes to federal firearms laws, including to establish new criminal offenses and to expand the types of weapons and devices that are subject to, to registration. Among the bill's changes, what will this bill do? Well, generally it prohibits the sale or transfer of certain semi-automatic firearms to individuals who are under 21 years of age. And we just talked about this. Now, I want you to think about this for a, section, for a second. Semi-automatic firearms. By definition, right now, today, and, and Washington will change definitions of whatever they want. But right now, today, a semi automatic is any weapon, long rifle or pistol, firearm, personal protective weapon, whatever you want to call it, that is a semi automatic. So that leaves you with bolt action weapons and revolvers. So even the 22 weapon that you have, long rifle, that you use for plinking or or shooting varmints, can't have that. As a semi-automatic, you need a license for that. And obviously, you're not going to get one because you're ill, because you want the weapon to shoot at varmints. You wanna murder poor soft kittens or, or bunny rabbits. This bill would also establish new federal criminal offenses for gun trafficking and related conduct. You know, we already have those on the books, by the way. So, you know, it establishes a federal statutory framework to regulate ghost guns. What's a ghost gun? Well, a ghost gun are firearms used by poltergeists or malignants spirit world entities. It's also any weapon that you build. It is possible to go out and purchase all the parts of an AR-15 style weapon and build it yourself. I know people that do that. You can do that with semi-automatic handguns. You can build your own Glock. I know people have done that they are illegal or will become illegal, of course, because they don't have serial numbers. The government can't track that. And trust me, the government wants to track that. This bill will also establish the framework to regulate the storage of firearms on residential premises and federal state and tribal levels it is going to regulate how you must store your weapon so your weapon correctly stored would be broken down to its component parts stored in a safe and on the other side of the house any fire, any uh, ammunition for that firearm is stored in that safe. And you're only allowed to take them out and put them together at certain times, to do certain things with them. That's the safe and correct way to store a firearm. If you have a firearm in your home for personal protection, you need to break that down and put it in one safe. Take all ammunition for that and put it in another safe. We have states that do that now. New York is one of them. This bill also subjects bump stocks to regulation under federal firearms laws, because a bump stock, if you don't know, takes a semi-automatic weapon, an AR-15 platform, and turns it into an automatic. Can't have that. It generally prohibits the import sale, manufacture, transfer, and possession of large capacity ammunition feeding devices. We don't know what the definition of large capacity is, but I'm going to suspect that that'll be five rounds or less. So any semi-automatic, most of them, would be illegal under this bill. Because most of them have magazines or what they ammunition feeding devices greater than five rounds, it requires that the Department of Justice to report on the demographic data of persons who are determined to be ineligible to purchase a firearm based on a background check performed by the National Instant Criminal Background Check. System, I need you to keep demographic information about everybody who fails. Don't you already have that information? I suspect you already do, government. That's what HR 7910, in a nutshell, says. So I ask you, are you scared yet? Because you should be. This bill, H.R. 7910, had 117 co-sponsors, all of them Democrats. This bill, after a month in committee, this bill passed Congress along party lines with 10 Republican congressmen voting for it. I suspect that the Senate will also approve this bill along party lines and President Biden to sign it into law. Just so you know, Texas Senator Cruz is opposed to this bill, while Texas Senator Quarren supports it. Of course he supports it. He's retiring. He's looking for money. Remember when Beto said, Beto O'Rourke said, I'm coming for you, AR-15s? This is the result of that. Now, personally, for me personally, I once had an AR-15, and I once had a 38 revolver. I once had those weapons. I no longer have those weapons. Tragically, they all were lost in a freak boating accident. I took them out. We were going boating. They you know, they got on the boat. I advised them to wear their life vests, but they said, "No, we ain't wearing no stinking life vests." And 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 a minnow hit the boat, it capsized, and they were lost. They, they, they died because they weren't wearing a life vest. If they were only wearing a PT belt, it probably would have saved their lives. You may be asking yourself. How can this happen in America? How could have we gone and let it go the way they did? And doesn't the constitution offer us some protections from our government when they want to do these things? Why? Yes. Yes, it does. As a matter of fact, the constitution, this powers that are denied to Congress, read Article 1, Section 9, the Bill of Rights prohibits Congress from making laws that limit individual liberties. Under this system of checks and balances, the President can veto a law passed by Congress, or the Supreme Court can declare a law unconstitutional. let's work this in, in in pieces let's work this in reverse the supreme court has one function that function is to determine if the law is constitutional or unconstitutional that's it they don't make laws they don't say this is the law of the land all they do the entire function of the supreme court is to say the law is constitutional or is unconstitutional. What you're doing, state, individual, county, mayor, whoever, what the Supreme Court is saying is, you're wrong, they're right. You are not allowed to do what you just did because the Constitution says you can't. Now, if the Supreme Court determines that something is unconstitutional, then they say it's overturned. The state also plays a role in here because the Constitution clearly states that if the power is not clearly delineated to the federal government, that power exists at the state or the individual level. The ability to coerce the Supreme Court justices to protest against them outside of their personal properties, their homes, is against federal law. Let me say that again. To protest a judge in their homes is against the law. You're not allowed to do this. You will go to prison for it, except in this administration. In this administration, it's okay. You can do those things. You can coerce or force a federal judge to do what you want if you have a big enough mob and you threaten him or his family correctly He's going to vote whichever way you want him to vote. So we're thinking that the Constitution will protect us from our elected officials. We're thinking that, that um, the Supreme Court will protect us from stupid laws that infringe upon our rights. None of that is going to happen it's not gonna happen this brings us to the death of the american experiment you know what before we get into the death no no let's go right into the death of the american experiment um so the form of government that we're supposed to have that's guaranteed to us under the constitution Is called a constitutional republic. Our founding fathers thought that the way that this would work is that we're going to vote on certain things. Certain powers are invested in the government in the form of our government and the power of that comes from the people. You see, they thought that American citizens would want to serve their country, would be leaders in their local communities, go up to Washington or go up to the state, serve for a year or two, and then come home. And while they were gone, the community would care for the property that they had. They had their farm, get the... the, seeds in on time get a harvest on time they would handle all that and while they're in washington these elected representatives they're going to get a pittance a small salary to pay for their room and board because it wasn't their job they were going there to represent you and me and our choices and our desires Somewhere along the line, this has changed. And now being a politician is a career. And you decide that you're going to be a politician. So you go to school, you go to college, you go to the university, you get indoctrinated, you choose a party, and you become a congressman. You stay there for as long as possible because that's where the money is. People will give you money so that you vote a certain way. Or favorable to this cause or that cause. And Congress, you're in charge of America's purse. So you get to say what America is going to spend money on. But none of that money is yours. That money is the money of the American citizen, the one paying the taxes. You get to spend that, you're in control of it. So spend it wisely. And understand that the American people were very, very nice to you. We've given you better health care than we have access to. We've given you security that we're not allowed to have. And once you finish serving for however long you want this job, once that's over and done with, you're gonna get a pension for life. 170 some odd thousand dollars or to life. You see, America, we screwed up. We did, you did, and I did. We screwed up. We, at some points, slowly but surely, started thinking of these politicians as leaders. They were meant to be leaders in the community, but they're not. They're definitely not leaders. I can't think of one of them that can lead their way out of a paper bag with both ends open. They're definitely not my betters. They're definitely not smarter than I am. I'll put my degrees up against their degrees any day. I went to good universities. These people in and of themselves are destroying America. We have in effect two Americas that are existing today. There's the urban America, urban centers, and the rural centers of America. And they're way far apart on their what they need to survive what they need to chase the American dream. What they determine is the right course for them and their families. Today, with all of the strife and the divisions that we have in this country, this country is at a tipping point right now. It's sitting right on the razor's edge and it can go one of two ways. It can either slowly and surely continue along the path it's doing and become some combined type of of socialist, communistic form of government. Or we're going to have another civil war. Ideas like this one here, these bills. They're pushing for a war. They would like a war. I'm telling you right now, our elected officials and those appointed now, today, that are sitting there, they want a civil war. But they want that only after they've taken your weapons and all the rights that you have away from you then they'll have war and it'll be very short-lived. I want you to look at society as a whole today. There are two types of people involved in political activists, if you will. You have those people that protest and burn down wendy's and boycott chick-fil-a and smash cop cars to further their agenda if you don't do this america we are going to destroy your cities and then you have the other americans that won't get involved will not engage I'm telling you now to engage. I'm telling you, make your voice heard. If HR 5910 in any way upsets you, then you need to get involved. You need to call your senators and tell them, hell no. You will not vote that way. No, you will not attempt to change my mind. You will vote the way that I tell you to vote. And if you choose not to vote the way we tell you to vote, that you're going to vote because this is what your conscience says, this is what your religion says you should vote for, and not what we the people tell you to vote for, I'm going to come along and I'm going to yank you out of your chair, and I'm going to replace you. hell, yeah, bet me, you work for me, Stud. You chose who wanted to be a political act political uh, um, scientist and you know hold office you work for me you do as I tell you you are my representative my representative and I tell people this I tell the politicians all the time if you think I don't go ask Kevin Brady we are at a tipping point. We're at a tipping point for a lot of reasons. We're at a tipping point because we have 2 million, 2.7 million undocumented immigrants. They're illegal aliens, they're felons. Every single one of them across that border is a felon. Wandering around America, we don't register and keep a database of where they're at, But we're gonna do that for your firearms and your ammo. We have food shortages in America. Food shortages in America. This year alone, Veterans Air donated to the food bank, $200 the first time. Veterans Air donated that. Bitter Glitter, one of our sponsors, donated over $250 worth of food to the food bank as we found out that we have 6,000 kids that don't eat every day in Montgomery County. And we have food shortages in America. America. How the hell do we have food shortages in America? Someone needs to take a look at that. Take a look at meat processing plants and how many have caught on fire and are now closed go ask a farmer why they're not producing what they used to produce and they'll tell you straight up i have to grow corn i'd love to grow wheat or oats or barley or, or, or something else but i have to grow corn because the federal government will buy that corn and turn it into ethanol i can't afford the taxes to be a farmer anymore so I sold the land to China so I can still provide for my family. Food shortages in America. And what is our government telling us? The reason why this is, is because of war in the Ukraine and because of Putin. food shortages in America. I can't believe that. I cannot believe I can go to, go to the grocery store and have 20 different types of bread that I can buy now i go there and i'm lucky if there's a loaf of bread on the shelf period we have riots in america where it's justified to burn down wendy's because we don't like the way that their their management team their stance on on any political or social economic item. We don't like their their views on that. So we're gonna burn down their stores. We're gonna loot Walgreens and CVS. We're gonna beat up old men on the street. And all this is a peaceful protest. And the government and the news media tells you it's a pre- mostly peaceful protest. A few bad apples. During the height of the riots, We actually had a whole section of the city in Seattle attempt to become autonomous. They no longer believed in any of the laws or Americans. They were a power unto themselves. That, my good friends, is sedition. And under law, you can be shot for that. Whenever America becomes too much for you, Get out. If you are listening to this program and you're following Veterans Air, then please follow us. I know that you are either prepared or starting to prepare for the eventuality of the death of our Constitutional Republic. Remember your oath, my brothers and sisters, and teach your children well, for they will be the ones that will be required to back that oath. If you're not paying attention, you should be. If you're not involved in your community and what its representatives are doing and saying, you should be. And I'll tell you why, because that personally affects you and your family. The San Jacinto River Authority and our elected politicians Will say to you that we need to put a meter on your well and you need to start paying for your water, you freeloaders. Do you want that? If you want that, do nothing. If you don't, you need to do something. You need to organize some sort of protest. You need to organize some way where a lot of people can can get their dissatisfaction with that particular issue to their elected representatives. So they know that you don't want that, vote a different way. I do it all the time. I go to school board meetings. I go to the town meetings. When a bond issue comes up, I don't read the summary of the bond I go and I read every single word on that bond and what they're going to do with the money. So I voted no to the the bond for the school this year. No, you're wasting money. $3,000 to paint 10 feet of curb. Want to put AstroTurf down. How does AstroTurf help the students learn and to be educated? doesn't. It's for for what thirty kids, a couple of coaches, people in the stands that watch that, that pay money to come watch that, pay money to buy sodas and hot dogs and whatnot. It doesn't help education in one iota. You want to put in there that we need eight million dollars for music classes. I'll vote for that. Absolutely. For art classes, I'll vote for that. How about teaching English and math? I'm not gonna vote for money to teach our children how to be, that it's better to be LGBTQ than in a monogamous relationship with your spouse. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna vote for that. Maybe I'm wrong thinking like that, and you could think otherwise. And in America, you're allowed to think your way, I'm allowed to think my way. As long as my way does not infringe on your rights. As long as your way does not infringe on my rights. We're coming to an end of this America. And very soon, you're going to have to choose sides. I'm sorry to say that. I I really am. But eventually, you're gonna have to take a stand. All right, I see that I'm I'm coming up out of time here. So I need to give a shout out to my sponsors who make this show possible. I wanna give a shout out to East Meets West Productions, EMW Productions. They have been helping veterans start and fund their businesses for over 30 years. And they make this show possible through their donations. I also wanna give a shout out to Bitterglitter.us. Bitterglitter.us is a wholly owned female, 100% disabled veteran who is making promotional and motivational items for the veteran community. Thank you both for supporting the show. That, I guess, wraps up This episode of Veterans Air. Please tune in next month, September 6th at 1 p.m. for our next show. And please remember to like us and share us all over Facebook Um, and check out our past shows on Facebook or veteransair.us or this station. Stay informed about our show topics and podcasts by signing up for our newsletter. I want to leave you today with this awesome song by the Warrior Song Project. You can download it from VeteransAir.us or on iTunes. And while we're listening to this song, let us remember our brothers and sisters in uniform that today are standing in harm's way to protect our freedoms and our liberties. If you are wearing the uniform, I want to say to you thank you. I want to say to you, I am proud of you. And until next month, stay safe and stay vigilant.
0: With a need to bleed you when the light goes green Best believe I'm in the zone to be From a yin to my yang to my yang to see. Put a grin on my chin when you come to me Cause I'll weird. I'm a one of a kind And I'll bring death to the place you're about to be